Hello, friends. You're listening to the Naked Songwriter Podcast, Leo New Moon Edition. Mercury has returned to direct motion. Yes, the Mercury retrograde is over. If you're listening to this on August 1st, hold your horses. It's going to take a, just a little while for Mercury to straighten out. And we just made it through the dark moon in the light of a new day. Leo time. Woohoo! We're all feeling great and happy. Everybody clap. Um, I'll talk a little bit about the astrology and especially um, what should be some positive forecasting coming up for later in August. I mean, actually starting now, but first, you know, I'm going to just get kind of the moral of the story out of the way right up front, which is um, everybody's been freaking out. Everybody's been spinning out. Maybe not everybody, but a lot of people have been freaking out, been spinning out, been thought looping, you know, cycling, hamster wheeling. My friend Cynthia asked me how I was doing today. And I said, I feel like I'm an old rope from which is hanging a really heavy weight. And the rope is like frayed and it's just almost broken. And this weight is slowly and randomly, irregularly, um, ponderously. Well, that's a word I couldn't have come up with uh, before Mercury went direct. Um, Swinging around and every time it swings, there's this hideous creaking, screeching sound as the rope can barely hold the weight. And um, that that screeching sound is sort of what I feel like inside. So um, I know a lot of people have been feeling the same way. The trippy thing about this Mercury retrograde is, um, well, first of all, Mercury spent a long time in Cancer, where Mars was also spending a long time in Cancer. And then we had the eclipses in Cancer Capricorn with the Sun and Venus in Cancer as well. So basically we had like two and a half months of uh, just uh, incredibly intense feelings and, you know, stuff coming up around security, around ancestors, around family of origin. And when I say stuff coming up, I mean stuff coming up, like the biggest, deepest, darkest stuff that we've been dragging around our whole lives coming up and confronting us to be cleared So Mercury stationed direct on July 31st at 11.58 p.m. Eastern Time, so about 9 p.m. Pacific Time. And Mercury stationed exactly, like a tenth of a degree, exactly, opposite the Capricorn lunar eclipse degree um, on July 16th. So all that Cancer Capricorn eclipse action is um has been reactivated as mercury's been hanging out right on the eclipse axis for the last several days so basically if i have one thing that feels semi-important to tell you in this podcast it's don't try to think your way through anything you know at least until monday or tuesday mercury is still going to be very very slowly straightening out to go forward we're uh just in the beginning of a new moon cycle. Uh, 
And, um, you know, it's a, Mercury retrogrades are there to jar us out of mental continuity and help us see the bigger picture. But we can't usually do that right when Mercury's stationing. It's hard enough to do that when Mercury's retrograde. So when Mercury's retrograde, he brings up the the um, mental, you know, habit patterns, the places that we're stuck, the ruts that we've gotten stuck in mentally, and confronts us with those, you know, puts us uh, puts those kind of right up in our grill so that we can recognize them and recognize them, you know, really so painfully that we don't want to repeat them. We want to get free of them, but we can't often really break free of them until Mercury's gone direct. And so, you know, by the time we get into uh, early next week, you're going to start um, being able to put together a workable framework, something that you can use in the real world to um, move beyond these um, family patterns that have been coming up, the limiting beliefs, you know, the, the habits that we've gotten stuck in um, out of, you know, usually from childhood trauma where it's just we had to do that stuff. We, we developed these defense mechanisms in order to survive, in order to make it through. And then, you know, we wake up at some point in adulthood and we're like, wow, that's really not helping me, you know, that behavior or that way of thinking or that way of um, perceiving myself and perceiving the world. So a lot of um, there's been a lot of shame stuff that's been activated a lot of toxic family system shame, ancestral shame. So toxic shame by definition is shame that doesn't result from something that we did or didn't do. It's stuff that was dumped into us that we were taught to be ashamed of. And toxic shame always, it always ends up being directed against the self. So um, toxic shame basically obliterates our sense of self. It When it shows up, the way that we tend to uh, think about it is I am a total failure or I'm a, you know, I did this thing, therefore I totally suck and I'm no good at anything. And maybe I should just kill myself because I don't even belong here. You know, I shouldn't even be here. Whereas healthy shame results from something we did or didn't do that crossed somebody else's boundaries. You know, that there was a, uh, basically a boundary violation and with healthy shame, we can say, oh, wow, I shouldn't have done that. And if you're a relatively healthy person, you're not a narcissist or suffer from borderline personality disorder or one of those lovely um, cluster B uh, setups, then, you know, you can say you go apologize, you make amends, you know, you, you own it up, you own it, own up to it, and then you feel better. With toxic shame, that doesn't work because it was never yours in the first place and um, it's not about something that you did or didn't do. It's about this basically um, invalidation, total invalidation of the self, which is as in childhood, how we perceive the shame that's dumped on us, you know, that we don't understand because how would we understand it? We didn't do anything wrong. So, um, you know, the big message is it's probably not your fault. You probably didn't do anything wrong. And um, just back away from the brain. You know, put the brain down on the table, put your hands up in the air, back away, go dancing, go walking, play your guitar, your harpsichord or whatever, 
you know, go to, go to some yoga classes if that makes you feel good. Uh, eat some healthy food. Watch some freaking television. But just don't think, okay? Don't try to think your way through this because you're just going to drive yourself crazy. And if that's what you've been doing, driving yourself nuts, you know, for the last week or six weeks, well, you know, maybe you can uh, practice a little self-compassion, a little self-forgiveness. I think we could all use that right now because it has been super intense. I mean, this is... This is hands down one of the most intense eclipse seasons that I can remember uh, to the point where I was head scratching as um, both Tatiana and my phones were blowing up yesterday with people having legitimate crises, you know, and and then other people having legit legitimate mental crises, just like crazy shit going down. And I'm like, was there something I'm missing here? You know, this is like so intense. I mean, I know we just had these really intense eclipses, but it's kind of off the charts um, as far as how I think we've all been affected by it. So, um, yeah, we need to forgive ourselves. And, you know, this is like now I think I'm going to start the official rant part of the podcast. So um, brace yourselves. You know, if you don't want to hear me rant about how we need to change things and that we're going to change things. Um, you know, now it's time to go listen to some happy schmappy new age, um, you know, stuff that's telling you that just everything's all love and light, which it all is in the long run. Um, and this is a song that, uh, still, you know, still not quite totally there, but it's getting close. Um, it's called Children of the Lie. So we'll be back with um, some more August forecasting and some social commentary after this message from our sponsor. One, two, three. Turn the key.
there's more where that came from. I'm gonna play some more later on in the uh, in the old Potter. But um, you know, all right. So three things, four things, an introduction, then three things. Intro. I wrote that song quite some time ago, and um, just never uh, I, for a long time I felt like it was too mean spirited or hateful or not spiritual enough. And so I never really did anything with it, but I kept being compelled to work on it from time to time. Well, I think I'm over that. Um, so that's the good news. And, um, you know, there's nothing spiritual about unspiritual about feeling your feelings. So three things I just, I happened to be in the gas station the other day and I was waiting and I saw this glanced down and saw this thing about send her back and so I don't watch the news I don't read the newspapers but it was about this rally in Greenville South Carolina home of the infamous Bob Jones University which is a very fundamentalist Christian college where most of the pastors from my Christian church were educated and where it was expected that as a good Christian young man I would go to college once I completed Christian high school and um, Greenville apparently is trying to um, upgrade its image and be uh, thought of as a, an inclusive community in order to um, attract economic opportunity to the town. But uh, the mayor invited Donald Trump to come and speak at a rally, and apparently Mr. Trump's um, latest thing, <laughs> his latest uh, idiocy is, you know, telling... Um, the several female um, congresspersons of color who were born in other countries, which is totally legal to become a congressperson, according to the United States Constitution, that they should go back home. And the crowd started shouting, chanting, send her back, send her back about one congressperson in particular. So I felt totally slimed after reading that. Um, and at the same time, I was like, wow, you know, here we go, Uranus and Taurus. Um, you know, the last time this happened was the, the mass genocide in the Ukraine and the rise of national socialism. I'm going to try to refrain from quoting Walter subject here. Um, but you know, there's, there's typically with Uranus and, and Taurus periods, um, there's been this rise of, um, white supremacy, you know, race, like institutionalized racism kind of stuff. And ugh, I hate that, right? So that's one thing. Um, the next day, we were in between lodgings and we're hungry, and we went to this organic burger joint, thinking that it would be kind of a cool, quiet place to um, just chill out for a little while and, and eat some food. And there were these two kids in there, um, a girl probably about age seven or eight, a boy who was probably about six, five or six, and this crazy, you know, demon-possessed, um, drug-addled mom who was shaming them, you know, publicly in the restaurant and then stalking around, calling their dad and swearing, like, you know, just pacing around the restaurant, like, just had the this totally possessed look in her eyes and then would leave the kids and, you know, threaten them and, and disappear. And these kids are looking at us like we're sitting at the next table over and they're looking, they're, they're like already hard, you know, the look on their face at this age, 
but also looking like they're going to cry. And, you know, we're like praying for them and like holding space for them energetically. And there's a, a quite older lady. I mean, she looked like she was in her late seventies or her eighties, um, sitting at the table across from where these kids were sitting who was tuned in. And there was a lady behind the counter who was like young lady who was looking over, you know, worriedly and kind of keeping tabs on things. And I kind of just noticed that there were all these people in the restaurant who were tuning in and, and we were actively blocking, you know, this woman from being able to hurt the kids or push things too far and asking them, you know, if they had a safe place to go. And, um, you know, it's like you want to call somebody to intervene, but I ended up helping the old lady out to her car and she's, you know, we were talking about it and she said, I used to work in child protective services and there's really nothing you can do unless the woman actually starts beating them in the restaurant. So, you know, it was just like really disheartening because you think about how endemic this is in at least American society, you know, how much abuse there is. And, and one of the one of the things that um, Tatiana and I have both been dealing with throughout this eclipse season is stuff from childhood coming up, you know, and it's incredibly painful to, to have to feel that and, you know, working at ways of, of letting it go and healing that. And we're, for, we're fortunate enough, and if you're listening to this, you're probably fortunate enough to, you know, have encountered some of the Dharma somewhere along the path. You've got some tools, you're developing more tools. Um, you have an understanding of what needs to happen, you know, in order to get free. And, you know, a lot of kids don't have that chance, you know, or haven't had that chance. So that was one of the other things. And then, you know, I'm going to tie these all together. Um, hopefully the, we went to, um, look at apartments today and, um, you know, basically like, ran into some issues with credit scores and stuff and you know, plenty of money to rent uh, the place or whatever. But we just ran into this like institutional thing that, um, you know, since the last time I've been in the market to have to rent a place, it's really radically shifted, you know, where it's all super corporate and there are all these regulations in place and and the the realtor, you know, seemed like seemed like a good guy, you know, from New York, um, just kind of straight shooter guy. But he was just totally blown away by the fact that we didn't have bank statements. And we're like, you know, we do things through PayPal and and online business. It's like, why do we need a bank? You know, why do we why don't we don't put our money in the banks and like let them as a Q tip uh, from Tribe Called Quest, the evil the evil money takers, you know. Um, but it was, that was a deal breaker for this guy, you know? So we found this place that seemed like a great place, good price. Um, you know, and it's like, nope, you, you can't go there. So one of the things that that ended up doing, which makes sense with the mercury station opposite the eclipse point is, is one of the effects of that for me is, okay, there's some more money shame stuff coming up. So, you know, that's the way that, um, my family and the, you know, both of my two, uh, recent relation relationship partners, you really controlled me, you know, or, or I allowed myself to be controlled if you like is through shame around money, you know? So, okay, good. 
there's some more work to do there. I've done a huge amount of work on it. And also I realized there wasn't a lot of sadness there for me. There was just more anger at, in the sense that, yeah, it's affecting me, but I'll be fine. You know, we'll, we'll find a great place to live. Um, you know, maybe that we're looking, we had the wrong idea with what we're looking for. So, you know, we have good spiritual practice. We're going to tune in and, and, you know, once Mercury is moving forward again, and now that the new moon's over and, you know, we'll, we'll figure that out. But so many people in our society, it's like, you know, this whole system of enslavement and fear. And I, th I just started thinking about really good people that I know, clients, colleagues, um, family members who have a dream, who have a calling and they're half-assing their life, you know, in my way of looking at it, they're not following their dream. You know, they're, they're giving lip service to their calling because they're controlled by fear. And there's this huge, you know, social mechanism, especially in the, in the USA of, you know, fear insurance, you know, bank account, retirement fund, you know, retirement. What are you going to do when you retire? I mean, what the fuck are you going to do when you retire? You're going to start dying. That's what people do when they retire for the most part. You know, I mean, there's some exceptions, but I, it's like, it's become so, um, it's filtered through so many layers of society just in the last 10 or 15 years. And it's really set up, you know, to, to make sure that the divide between rich and poor keeps getting bigger and bigger. It's, I did all this research on, um, the, uh, opioid, uh, crisis, you know, that, that is kind of sweeping through America and how it affects specifically unemployment compensation. And in the process, I learned all the stuff that I didn't know about the grand bargain and, you know, this, um, really noble idea that came up, um, I believe in the twenties and thirties that we need to protect our workers because our workers are the ones, you know, the farmers, the, the factory workers, the drivers, that bring us our stuff, you know, that deliver your Amazon packages or, or bring the produce to the grocery store. You know, they're the ones who enable us to have this great life that we have or, or that we could have. And that stuff has been systematically eroded over the last 30, 40 years um, in the name of corporate profits, in the name of padding the pockets of rich people. So I think in Alabama now, if you lose a hand, like you have to have your hand um, amputated uh, because of a workplace injury, you get a flat payment of five thousand dollars. I think if you lose an arm, you get ten or fifteen grand, and it's capped. You know, you can't fight that. So, I mean, I've just been like, kind of seeing all this stuff, and I'm like, what are we doing? Like, why are we capitulating to this? How long are we gonna? Are we gonna look at what's happening to the children in our country? You know, there's this war on children. How long are we gonna look at? You know, this, the, the, and one of the, one of the conclusions that has been widely drawn, you know, by economists and analysts from, um, the destruction of workers' rights, as far as workers' compensation goes, is that the effect of that is it's shrinking the middle class progressively and actually a lot more rapidly than I, I had no idea how rapidly the middle class is shrinking, but it's like health insurance, you know, I mean, we could go on and on and I don't know, man. It's like, we're just sitting here waiting for somebody else to do something about it. So yeah, I'm pissed off. Um, you know, and, 
the song children of the lie i mean i I don't know where it came from exactly as far as um who i was thinking about being the children of the lie but definitely some of it's like the pious church-going people who are like spouting these platitudes about jesus love while they're fucking over the poor people and hating the black people and other people of color but you know it's also everybody who goes along with the corporate military you know political whatever drug company insurance company line of oh well this is how you have to you know of course you you have to do all this stuff you know you have to have insurance and you have to whatever you have to own your own home and if people don't own their own home it's just because they're lazy and you know immigrants are bad and all this stuff it's like any of the stuff that we just are complicit with that we're not at least by our actions and by our lives you know standing up and and creating the new society i feel like you know that's how the whole nazi germany thing happened right is like people just like they got scared they were afraid of bucking the system they didn't want to go to the concentration camps so they just turned in their neighbors and you know we're better than that man so i don't know i'm calling it out i'm mad i say let's let's uh let's create something way better than this because that's what we came here to do so um here's the rest of that song and i'll be back with some potentially actually astrology talk about what's going to happen later in august after this close your eyes the children of the And the poisons and the dyes That you lace into my food That you spray into my eyes Allergic to, allergic to, allergic to your lies Illuminati, you're a stealer of souls. Illuminati. 
coming at it, but you're losing control. You're losing, losing control, losing. My children, you poison my fields. Where there's a light on you, will break through and steal. You're a shadow, you're a zombie, you're a man parasite. Calling all the children red, black, yellow, and white. Cast off your chains and know your freedom at last. Illuminati, you're a thing of the past. Illuminati, you're a thing of the past, yeah. Lords of Sirius B Calling on the masters from the Pleiades Calling all the mothers of the earth to arise Calling all the angels coming down from the skies Calling all the angels Calling all the angels Calling all the angels Calling all the angels You probably weren't expecting that, were you? So, like, what's the answer to this? Well, we got a new moon in Leo. Um, Jupiter's going direct on August 11th, so before the full moon. So we're going to talk about that briefly. At the very least, um, new moon in Leo, you know, it's like, what's our inner divinity? Time to bring our inner royalty out of hiding and um, express ourselves fully, you know, uh, bring bring our joy into the world, do what we love and bless the others around us by doing what we love. So, I mean, I think that's the biggest answer is, you know, having the awareness that the system, you know, as uh, Saul Williams says, it ain't for us. It's for rich people. And I'm not down on, on wealth or rich people. You know, it's like what he's talking about, obviously is the 1%, you know, the, the patriarchal divide and conquer slash and burn, you know, everything in the name of prophets kind of people, but recognizing that, you know, this society is fundamentally corrupt. Um, it's on the verge of collapse and we need to be creating the alternative to this dying system. Pluto and Capricorn, you've heard me talk about it a million times. We've got four years left, right? In this cycle. And things are going to change, and we're the ones who came here to change it. So I think the first part is just having that awareness and fighting the fear, not letting the fear control us. The best way to do that, right, is by connecting, by connecting with your tribe, connecting with like-minded people. Because we've all got trauma. We've all got the toxic shame legacy. And we can't do it alone. We need each other, you know, that... The biggest thing that heals the toxic shame is bringing it out of hiding and being able to call it out and speak it out 
and say it and be be met and validated and held you know attentionally and energetically by another human being so um you know we need to bring that stuff out into the light we got to heal the trauma you know or we can't really move forward into our joy into our positive self-expression and also we need to connect you know in with these ideas of let's change this we can change this we came here to change it this is the time for it to change you know this is once in 250 years it's like the american revolution period pluto and capricorn let's do this let's not settle for you know let's not be like the the people good citizens of you know germany in the 30s who went along with this crazy freaking um you know aryan supremacy bullshit right I mean, we gotta call this stuff out. We gotta, and but we also we need to be engaged in modeling positive ways of living. Which, if you're listening to this, I'm sure you know most of you are already doing. But I mean, it is urgent. It is like a really key time, and um, yeah, I, I just felt the need to rant about that a little bit. So. Jupiter goes direct August 11th. Jupiter um, is going to take a while to get back up to speed. So some of the positive effects of that we may not see until later in the month. And uh, going into September, though, we're going to really see this huge kind of sea change, I feel like, in the energy. So, um, you know, the next 10 days or so as Mercury is moving back through Cancer and in forward motion, um probably going to have some more stuff come up, you know, so don't get caught up in the thought loops. Don't believe the hype, you know, call a friend, um, call a healer, call an astrologer, um, you know, somebody that you can trust to hold space for you. If you got that stuff coming up, um, just to, you know, just being able to say what you're feeling to somebody who's not going to shame you, who's going to hold space for you is super powerful. You know, usually that's going to roll off a lot of what's bugging you. And it's so much better than isolating and just going around and around on that little mental hamster wheel. Um, this is a much more creative kind of outer expressive uplifting cycle of energy that we're moving into, you know, and this is uh, me preaching to myself, but we got to be a little bit patient um, with, it's going to take a little while to kind of get moving forward, but some of the effects we're going to already be feeling by August 1st, August 2nd. So I hope that you're already benefiting from, um, that uplift in energy. And um, yeah, we'll be back. We'll talk more about uh, Jupiter in the next podcast, but just know that that's coming. Um, Jupiter is going to whip through uh, the second half of Sagittarius, and Jupiter's also stationing right on the Great Attractor, which is a recipe for <laughs> Jupiter expanding Great Attractor cosmic weirdness but also deeper you know source vibrations coming through to give us the power to change these things so um just know that that's that's coming you know things are going to get better um you know if you've survived if you made it through um the last 10 weeks then you're probably doing better than you think you are and you know as they say um and um in some of the the great African-American churches in our country, you know, it's like, I'm just grateful because I'm another day above ground, Lord. Another day above ground is what I got. And you got it too. And, you know, we've got so much cosmic support. We're definitely, I'm definitely calling on my um, 
extraterrestrial galactic brothers and sisters and saying, actually, I had this idea after the whole episode with the kids and the mom of, you know, maybe we just need to tank. Maybe it's time to just flop really hard and just stop trying to do anything positive and just, you know, watch TV and like eat a lot of pizza and potato chips and just totally just be like, okay, we give up, we can't do it. And kind of force the good aliens to come and intervene. But I don't know if that'll really work. So I think maybe uh, it's better to just put the call out. And, you know, we do have a tremendous amount of um, cosmic spiritual assistance uh, backing us up now. So, you know, this is the time to work with it. Things are moving forward. Until next time, this is astrologer DK Brainerd saying, hang in there and I'll do the same. And may you go with the stars. Calling all the angels